It's Monday, August 14th. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And I'm Aaron Ryan, and this is What A Day, where we're here to tell Elon Musk on behalf of Mark Zuckerberg that, Elon, you're just going to have to get your ass kicked another time. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that the cage match isn't working out. I wanted to see the barbarians be barbaric. Elon Musk did achieve the impossible. He made me root for Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> On today's show, the governor of Illinois signed a law allowing people to sue gun manufacturers and distributors over ads that target children and militants. Plus, could giant carbon-sucking vacuums be a solution to climate change? Stay tuned for that. But first, an update on Maui. With the death toll now over 90 people and still expected to grow, the wildfire that started this all is now the deadliest in the U.S. in more than a century and has caused an estimated $6 billion dollars in damage island-wide. According to Governor Josh Green, at least 2,200 buildings have been damaged or destroyed in West Maui, mostly all residential buildings, and FEMA estimates as many as 4,500 people are in need of shelter. As a result, the Hawaii Tourism Authority issued a statement Saturday urging what many have already said, that tourists should not visit the island at this time. They said, quote, in the weeks ahead, the collective resources and attention of the federal state and county government, the West Maui community, and the travel industry must be focused on the recovery of residents who were forced to evacuate their homes and businesses. I appreciate the Hawaii Tourism Authority issuing that statement, but I also feel like there are probably bigger muscles that should and can be flexed here. Like, maybe the governor should be like, don't come. Uh, I would love for airlines to say, like, don't come. Mm. I would love for the Hawaii Tourism Authority to not be standing alone in telling tourists to not come because now is not the time. We already know that the cause is still under investigation and that the wildfire was fueled by a really dry summer and some strong winds from a passing hurricane. But... There are now reports about a faulty warning system? Yeah, so there are these emergency sirens that go off to sound the literal alarm of evacuation for impending disasters. Apparently, Hawaii's emergency management records do not indicate that the warning sirens were actually sounded, which means that residents might not have been properly notified. Reports say warning text message alerts went to some people's phones, but widespread power and cellular outages might have limited their reach. So now, Hawaii's Attorney General Ann Lopez has said her office is conducting a comprehensive review of the decision-making and other policies surrounding the wildfires. In the meantime, though, residents have begun returning to Lahaina to find complete desolation. Take a listen to resident Mindy Cherry, who, along with her husband and their three children and dogs, returned to the city on Saturday. Here she is speaking with Hawaii News Now. Like I had already heard my house was gone, which is a lot to deal with, but then just to see the school and just that shape, like the brick walls are still there, but all of the windows are blown out. All of the classrooms had fire going through them. There's just nothing left. It is just so horrible to hear stories like this of people not just losing their homes and their possessions and sometimes family members, but their communities. And that seems to be what's happening on Maui. Absolutely. You know, one of the beautiful things from this really tragic situation is how the community has jumped into action to support each other, especially as there are some reports of slow governmental support. Here's Vela Espiritu speaking to The Washington Post. We came together. We're executing. We're feeding people, providing people with toiletries, food, water, whatever we can do. 
we have a medical station right here that we, they're provided for us as well on their own. And we're just trying to do what we can. You know what I mean? This is how strong us people are from uh, Lahaina. That's how we come. We stay together. We can survive together. We cannot wait for government. We cannot wait for county, state, whatever. That's why we're here right now to support our community, do what we have to do for our community. Again, if you have the ability to support, we'll put some links in our show notes that you can check out, including a list of families you can donate to directly as they rebuild their livelihoods. While there has been an outpouring of supply and monetary donations, different families have specific needs. So this is a way to make sure your support is targeted. Of course, no amount is too small. Yeah, please look into helping any way that you can. And now to former President Trump's multiplying legal woes. Fulton County, Georgia prosecutor Fannie Willis is sending some pretty strong signals that a grand jury is close to charging former President Donald Trump and, according to CNN, more than a dozen of his cronies with more crimes regarding 2020 election interference in the state. And by pretty strong signals from D.A. Willis, I mean legally binding subpoenas. At least two witnesses learned on Saturday that they are to testify to the grand jury on Tuesday. CNN and other outlets are reporting that this is yet another sign that an indictment is imminent. We could see the former president facing his fourth criminal indictment as soon as this week. Four is kind of absurd. I mean, I thought three was plenty. The fact that there's a fourth one coming down the road is kind of wild. Trump has done so many things that are legally untoward that I personally have a hard time keeping track of everything. Could you remind me again what happened when the devil went down to Georgia? Sure. So according to allegations and news reports and uh, recorded phone conversations, Trump and his legal team led an effort in Georgia to overturn the state's election results in 2020, including but not limited to attempting to bully state officials, organizing a slate of fake electors and trying to breach the voting system in Coffee County. Okay, so I don't remember much about that third thing you just mentioned, breaching voting systems. They was trying to break into the voting systems. What's going on? Yeah, I didn't remember much about that either. But in our defense, a lot was happening around the time. But about a year ago, investigators indicated that they were zeroing in on the attempted breach of voting systems in one particular Georgia county in the days leading up to the January 6, 2021 coup attempt at the U.S. Capitol. What prosecutors say they found is that the attempt to break into the voting machines wasn't just something a bunch of Trump supporters did on their own. They were actually directed to do so by members of Trump's inner circle. And according to CNN, prosecutors say they've got receipts in the form of texts and emails from people in the highest echelons of Trump world to back them up. Now, this is why you voice memo when you're going to talk shit or do treason, because, you know, they disappear. They don't stay. You know, there's no record. What's going on with these people? They're so not smart. But why were they trying to break into the Coffee County voting machines in the first place? Isn't that an extremely rural, but also extremely Republican, pro-Trump part of Georgia? What difference would it have made to the Georgia totals to change all of the votes there? They weren't trying to change votes. They were trying to get access to the software. Mm. According to CNN's mm. reporting, the attempted breach of voting machines was, quote, a desperate hunt for any evidence of widespread fraud they could use to delay certification of Joe Biden's electoral victory. So they were so desperate for this evidence that they broke the law 
themselves and engaged in potential voter <laughs> fraud of some sort. Okay, interesting. Okay, <laughs> just wanted to make sure I was putting that all together right. Now, what I find especially interesting about these potential Georgia charges is that they're state-level crimes. That means that if Trump is ever elected president again, God hope not, he couldn't pardon himself for those crimes if he's even convicted of them, which is, you know, kind of weird that the founding fathers weren't smart enough to make sure that wasn't possible. But nevertheless, I digress. Anyway, what is new with Trump's three original indictments? Any development there? So on Friday, as expected, D.C. Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is presiding over the trial, alleging that Trump tried to overturn the 2020 election, among other things, issued an order barring Trump and his team from sharing sensitive evidence. This move is meant to keep Trump et al. from intimidating witnesses and tainting potential jury members. Okay, but, you know, we know he don't like following rules. So what happens if he decides not to comply with this? Okay, well, this isn't like a card that you draw in Monopoly that you don't like. <laughs> this isn't like a social moray, like rules at the G7. If you ignore a court order, you can get fined. You can get sent to jail. If the judge is feeling extra spicy, you can get both. We'll see. But whatever happens, we here at WAD will be keeping up with all of the twists and turns of Donald Trump's find out summer. <laughs> That's the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore's performance wear clothes are designed to look great no matter what you're doing, both in and out of the gym. And they might be the most comfortable pants I've ever worn in my life. Buttery soft, yes. So soft. Yes. I have on one of their cropped sweaters, and it's a staple now. I don't think I'll be taking it off until next week. But don't judge me. <laughs> I won't judge you. And don't judge me for not working out, but wearing comfortable workout clothes. That is, I feel like, required. That's part of the beauty of Viore. On the couch, in the gym, it still works. I look like I work out <laughs> and like I dress cute when I work out. But in fact, I don't do either. And this is just me dressing normally. And comfortably. That's the flex, though, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. So for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at Viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to Viore.com slash wad and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. and offers their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, along with free plant consultation forever. Okay, so this weekend we started planting in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And we're doing some wildflowers. We're also doing some trees we bought from Fast Growing Trees. I would love to tell you what kind of trees they are, but I have already forgotten as soon as I bought them. However... They look great. And I'm very excited to have a backyard that makes it look like I know what I'm doing. Listen, I love fast growing trees because these plants that I have now bought over the last couple years of them supporting this show, I would like to report they are still alive. Okay. And so I officially have a green thumb. You thanks do? Thanks to fast growing trees. That is very <laughs> impressive. To keep them alive that long is very, very impressive. 
Right now, Fast Growing Trees, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off to their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code wad offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. if you are thinking of starting therapy give BetterHelp a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge we're big fans of therapy on here, on the show. We absolutely are. Yeah. We absolutely are because, listen, you're going to need it, okay, to mm-hmm. get through this year ahead of us. And so why not check out BetterHelp to give you the the necessary coping tools, you know what I mean, just to be able to keep on keeping on, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Now let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. A three-year-old child died while traveling on a bus of migrants heading from Brownsville, Texas to Chicago, Illinois. The child was exhibiting symptoms of a serious illness aboard the bus and was a part of Governor Greg Abbott's sickening program, Operation Lone Star, which has been busing migrants to Democratic-led cities since last year. Paramedics were called, and the child died later at a hospital in Illinois. Since the busing program began last year, the Texas government has sent more than 30,000 people to cities outside the state. Democratic Representative Joaquin Castro of Texas' 20th District posted a statement on his website on Friday in response to the child's death, saying, quote, For months, Operation Lone Star has trafficked asylum seekers across the country in squalid conditions. Governor Abbott's barbaric practices are killing people. Abbott has recently added other dehumanizing tactics to deter migrants, including large buoys blocking those swimming across the Rio Grande's border between Mexico to the U.S. Earlier this month, two dead bodies were found in Rio Grande, one of which was found along the floating barrier of buoys. I realize this is not a controversial statement, but uh, Greg Abbott, real piece of shit. Mm -hmm. People of Texas deserve better, and the people of the world deserve better. In a victory for gun control advocates in Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a law on Saturday that allows people to sue gun manufacturers and distributors over ads that are targeted toward children, militants, and other people who might go on to use their weapons illegally. Legally. When making his case for why such a law was necessary, the state's attorney general cited an ad for the JR-15, a smaller version of the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. The manufacturer says that the gun is deliberately made smaller with more safety features so that kids can learn how to use them safely from adults. And ads for the gun feature the slogan, quote, get them one like yours, Mm-mm. which also sounds like it could be a slogan for circumcision which is also a weird thing this is a controversial decision the new law took effect immediately upon being signed making illinois the eighth state to roll back legal protections for gun makers and it all comes amid a larger nationwide effort to hold firearm manufacturers and distributors accountable for how their marketing practices contribute to the country's gun violence epidemic 
According to the Gun Violence Archive, there have been over 400 mass shootings in 2023 alone. Governor Pritzker said in a statement, quote, we hold opioid manufacturers accountable, vaping companies accountable, predatory lenders accountable. Gun manufacturers shouldn't get to hide from the law, and now they won't be able to. Police on Friday raided a local newspaper in Kansas and the home of its publisher, seizing the paper's phones, computers, and file server, as well as the cell phones of reporters and editors. The search happened in the small town of Marion, just north of Wichita, when police searched the offices of the Marion County Record and the home of the paper's publisher and co-owner, Eric Meyer. Here's what we know so far. The raid appeared to be prompted by a story the newspaper published last week about a local restaurateur, Carrie Newell, who at a city council meeting accused the paper of illegally obtaining information about a drunken driving citation of hers in 2008 and other driving violations. The paper said they received that information through a tip and verified it through online public records, but ultimately decided not to publish it. But the paper did publish a story on the city council meeting in which the restaurateur herself confirmed the drunken driving conviction. According to the New York Times, a search warrant was issued by a local judge about an hour before Friday's raid and listed Newell, the restaurant owner, and possible violations of identity theft laws. The raid has led to criticism and concerns from First Amendment and press freedom advocates alike. And on Sunday, more than 30 news organizations and press freedom groups signed a letter condemning the raid. Super not good. Uh, you know what? I got to say, I see a future for Carrie Newell in one President Donald Trump's legal team, which I'm sure will have some openings shortly, as there are often openings in that legal team. <laughs> the Biden administration announced on Friday a big move in the U.S. carbon removal industry, a climate change solution that experts emphasize is key to reducing greenhouse gas emissions. The U.S. Department of Energy said that it will be investing $1.3 billion to fund two new demonstration projects in Texas and Louisiana. Once the projects are up and running, they're expected to remove more than 2 million metric tons of carbon dioxide from the atmosphere per year. That's like if we eliminated about 500,000 cars off the road. So how does this even work? Well, direct air capture, as the process is called, is basically like deploying huge vacuum cleaners, which use chemicals to suck carbon dioxide out of the air and push it underground or use it in other industrial materials like cement. The goal with this process is to speed up the kind of carbon intake that trees and oceans are already doing for us, but not quickly enough for the rate that humans are emitting CO2. I think that one of the first models of this should go to one Ms. Taylor Swift. In my carbon offsetting era. Yes, she could use one of those based on the reportage for sure. Absolutely. And those are the headlines. One more thing before we go, last week on Pod Save America, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer stopped by to talk about the one-year anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act and gave Dan tips on how to talk to the press. Plus, the guys dive into news around Donald Trump's probable fourth indictment and the additional criminal charges he is likely to face. To stay up to date on the latest news, listen to Pod Save America every Tuesday and Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, support local journalism, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just about huge vacuums removing pollutants out of the air like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Erin Ryan. I'm Trayvell Anderson. And, and tourists, stay home. home. 
Seriously, there's other places. Listen, this is the staycation era. You just, you know, get some candles, do a bubble bath in your own tub. It'll be fine. Well, today is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producers, Itzy Quintanilla, Raven Yamamoto, and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. Our intern is Ryan Cochran, and our senior producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made In Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made In. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made In Cookware. Shop chef-quality pots and pans at madeincookware.com. Want to make smart trading decisions fast? Decision tech from Fidelity can help. You'll get heads-up alerts on market events and insights that can inform your buy and sell decisions. Plus, you can trade fractional shares with zero commissions for online U.S. stocks and ETFs. Never miss an opportunity. That's Decision Tech from Fidelity. Get started at fidelity.com slash trading. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC.